Hello, and welcome to another episode of Intelligence for Your Life, the podcast. I'm Gib Gerard. Thank you so much for listening. First off, I just want to say I'm sorry for how much time we've been off. We have been touring and also trying to get this uh, public television special out the door, Songs and Stories from the Grand Piano. Look for it. Uh, we have links on Tesh.com to where you can find where it's going to be airing. It is airing across the country. If you want to see us live, check out TeshMusic.com. Uh, also, if you want to see what we're doing, check us out on social media, at John Tesh uh, underscore IFYL on Instagram. I've been posting more, at Gib Gerard. If you want to see what goes on behind the scenes, how we make the show, you guys can check that stuff out. Uh, I've been focusing on all the platforms, but mostly on Instagram lately. So uh, check us out. You can see the kind of stuff that we're doing. But I owe you guys an apology for not being around. Our guest this week is Joe Trodden. Joe is an entrepreneurial coach. He is uh, he is an expert at taking companies from that that 10 employee to that 150 employee stack. He really understands how to uh, the mindset of growth and for that kind of uh, kind of focus and uh, he is fantastic at telling you how to apply that to every area of your life. So we are going to get down to the dirty about how to think like an entrepreneur, how to create your life uh, the way that the way that you know uh, a CEO for a tech company creates their lives, the way that the way that Mike Z- Mark Mike <laughs> the way that Mark Zuckerberg created his life. This is the kind of mindset that gets you to that point. Uh, whatever it is, whether you want to be the the uh, the CEO of your family or the CEO of a Fortune 500 company, this is this is something you guys need to listen to. Uh, but also, before we get to that, real fast, I have a link in the show notes. John's new book, Relentless, is available in stores right now. You can go buy it. There is a link in the show notes. Click it. Uh, it is fantastic. He wrote every word himself. We are really proud of him for it. It is it is burning up the charts, as they say. So please, please, please uh, help us make that a bestseller and and check that out. Please buy a copy. And uh, all right, here without further ado, uh, our entrepreneur coach Joe Trodden. Joe Trodden, uh, I guess entrepreneurial mindset coach. I, I am so thankful to have you in the uh, in the studio with us today, or, or talking to us today, because I am. I'm all in on this idea that mindset is is everything, and that's a big part of what of 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 what you do in your coaching. Sure, that when it comes to mindset as well. I, firstly, thanks very much for having me on. Yeah, well, sorry, when, I just want to jump right into it because I'm very yeah, excited. No, me, to talk me, to you. me too. I'm, I'm so hyper functional. <laughs> when it comes to um, when it comes to mindset, I think it's really important to frame up the what I mean by that when I talk to my um, entrepreneurs and clients and so on about it. Like for me, mindset is is everything. It's the way that your head is wired. You know, we're all wired certain ways to have certain perspectives on the world, certain talents mm-hmm. that we've got. Right. You've got your your subconsciouses and you know is driving the things that are happening at the conscious level. It's just it's easy for mindset to become that Instagram post with the yoga pose in the sunlight. You know, and it's for me it is absolutely everything that is going on inside your head that is shaping your reality. So mm. it's so important that you understand that at the deeper level. Yeah, I mean, we were joking before we started. You know, that the Yogi Berra line when he talks about when he says ninety uh, percent of the game is half mental, uh, <laughs> but his you know like like I said before, it, in his way, Yogi Berra says smart things really dumbly, and that's actually a really I, to me that's a really insightful thing that I think mindset is the difference between that like ninety percent success and that ninety ninth percent success. So that like. You know, there's a lot of great, talented. Baseball is a great example. Uh, basketball is another one. There's a lot of really great and talented players 
But the difference between the really talented and great players that um, never make it in the, into the into the bigs and the guys that are have their posters in, in on thirty feet bill, thirty foot billboards across a, a major metropolitan area is a, is a mental difference, I think, and I think that's what you're implying here too as well. For sure, I mean it's um, it's the mental difference in terms of the attitude to this resilience and keeping you know keeping on pushing, mm-hmm. going outside of your comfort zone. It's also about, like I say, this whole really understanding what I call and we work with our clients on, like these superpowers, about where do you, where should you actually be focusing your time right. and your energy? Because if you try to, if you are, if you are misaligned, so I, I don't know. I'm sorry, I don't know my uh, basketball. <laughs> that, that oh well, are you are you a footballer guy? Yeah, okay. yeah. Well, uh, soccer, I believe you've that you guys now call it, but yeah. yeah. So if you look at uh, football, soccer, if you are somebody who plays a particular way in midfield, mm-hmm. if you try to play up front, you can you can do it. You know, mm-hmm. you've got some of those skills, you've got some of those abilities. You'll make it past, you know, that intermediate level. You might make it close to the top, but you will never make it right to the top. You know, if you have the further out of alignment you are, um, the less chance you've got of making it. So it's this whole combination of really understanding these superpowers and combining that with that grit and that resilience and the attitude that you're just going to take it to the top level. I I, I think you know, you spent a lot of time. You you mentioned you know coaching. Uh, business startups that are going from the startup phase into that next level phase, um, yeah. and I understand why. It, you know, the the adage is at that, that one of the big adages at that phase is hire your weaknesses, right? So you want to start your, your first you know, after your first five people, you really want to start hiring people that that match up against uh, where your weaknesses are, and and don't hire more people that have your strengths necessarily. So sure. um, I, I get that. Uh, but, but predicated in that for all of us, and I think a useful skill for all of us is, is figuring out what, like you call them superpowers. How do we start to learn what our superpowers are? Uh, even, you know, not to get all like Marvel universe here, but I I think a lot of us might be sitting there and we don't realize that we have certain superpowers or we don't have certain things that we are exceptional at and identifying that can be hard for some of us. Sure, man. Um, so the, the key thing there is about the flow state. So I, yeah. I, I don't know how familiar like, everybody is with that, but this flow state, um, it was first sort of coined by a guy, Mikhail Csikszentmihalyi, a psychologist, psychoanalyst. And he just was looking at these people who are performing at the top of their game and thinking, like, what's actually going on there? When you go into that flow state, it's something that, it's like the extreme sports is a good example of if you're that downhill skier and you're firing down yes. the mountain, it's 120 miles an hour. You are completely connected to the thing that you're doing. You're not thinking about, you know, the wider world or what's for dinner tonight. You're not even thinking that far down the mountain. It's totally this total engrossment in the moment. Mm. And that that state translates over to all sorts of areas of life. So if you want to start to identify those superpowers, key aspects to consider there are, are what what energizes you? You know, when do you feel the energy? Right. When do you feel that total focus? And when does time distort? I mean, there's the, if your listeners want to look deeper into that, it goes way deeper, right? But as a starting point, thinking about energy focus and time distortion, like when do those things melt away? What are the things you're doing in those moments? Because that's how you can start to identify when I'm in flow, what should I really be doubling down on in terms of my strengths? 
So you talk about about time distortion, and I have a notion of what you mean by that, and I and I I, I think I'm all in on it. But what what is time distortion? It's when five minutes feels like an hour, or an hour feels like five minutes. You know, mm-hmm. I, that could be. So for me, I get it in strategy sessions. You know, I can be at the whiteboard, and that time will just go. Like I could be there. <laughs> I could be there for days, right? Because you just because you've got that energy. You know, everything just everything else just melts away. I see some people have it when they are. So I'm those people that are at networking events that are kind of gliding around the room and they're super engaged in that sort of that conversation that's happening right in the moment in front of them. Like they just feel totally engaged. They could talk to that person forever. You see it when you've got people um, speaking on public stages as well. You know, this is a point like you can you can practice public speaking and you definitely get better at it. But there are that those people who are just that level beyond that have people in the you know fully in the palm of their hand. Everybody's engrossed, and it's that superpower. They're in that flow moment, and it's almost um, infecting. The wrong word, but it's influencing everything that's around them. So that's that's what I mean by that time distortion. That time just melts away. Energy, focus, and time just melts away. Right, right. I mean, I, so I have actually a couple of hacks that I use in order to get to that place. Like I. I I don't know that. How do I put this? I, I think we've all experienced it. You know, sometimes it, it, that becomes your favorite subject in school. Sometimes is when you're working on the homework or you're reading the book or you're doing the thing, and that sure. and you get that time distortion thing where you're 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 so focused on the task that the part of your brain that has the concept of time is disengaged. Um, and so I've I've had those experiences, but I have these hacks now for the jobs that I have to do that are not that I'm not necessarily best at and it's super helpful. So there's this website I use called Brain FM which play uh-huh. which plays computer generated music in your headphones that is designed to like reorganize your brain into flow. And I've also sure. seen I've also seen online specifically we talked about we've been talking about sports a lot today but I think it applies to a lot of things but there's a um, special headset made by a company. I'm trying to get them actually to come on. Uh, I think it's called Halo Neuro and it's this like electrode headset headphones that that are designed to get you into a higher state of flow when it comes to your uh, neuromuscular situation. So you're more likely to be able to, the muscle memory goes better and faster for learning how to make a shot, track a basketball, track a, track a ping pong ball or whatever. Um, so do you, how do you feel about, <laughs> how do you feel about those, those kinds of hacks? Honestly, man, I'm, I'm not a fan. Um, no, I don't know. No, because I feel like that those there's something, and I I don't I haven't seen enough of the the research. I just the the whole principle for me is the brain is like this beautiful thing. It's almost I almost see those as a kind. You know those electrical pad things that people stick on themselves to get a six pack. You yes. know that that type of thing. I feel that they're a bit like that. I hear you on the music. Like there's something like natural about um, that type of thing, and I do listen to some of those kinds of tracks mm-hmm. that um, to shut things out and get focused. But my my key principle around it is that you should be engineering your life to just be in those moments as much as mm. possible. Um, and this is what I encourage my entrepreneurs to do: that our goal should be to put you in flow as much as possible. Forget like these traditional job titles, and you know you're supposed to be doing this and that. Because we've, I work with them at a point where they're agile enough 
that we are shaping exactly what that organization looks like. And it should be designed around the entrepreneur being in as much flow as possible. So I'm, I'm an all natural dude as much as You're possible. Right. right. Yeah. <laughs> so then, all right, so then how, if, so I guess the question becomes like, not all of us have enough control over our lives. And I mean, the entrepreneurs, Why not? Even, well, because there's just, there's stuff that has to get done. That's not our favorite. Like you, you gotta make stuff for the kids bake sale because the school asks you to do it. You've got to, you got to do the things that are not fun. Uh, you know, I, I can think of in my own life, like I don't love driving carpool in the morning, but I do it because I, <laughs> because I got to, kids got to get to school. Like that, it just has to happen. So sure. that's not a state of flow, but we, there's all, there are all kinds of tax, tasks that, that are involved in that. Sure. So, I mean, look, everybody will have to do the odd thing that they, I guess that they don't want to, but mm -hmm. I, I don't, I don't see how you, for me, you can't really engineer that. Maybe it's just the semantics that we're using on flow. You know, you could do something that makes that, draws less of a feeling of contempt and annoyance for certain tasks. <laughs> um, but I don't, I don't know that I would, I would classify it as, um, as flow. Do you know what I mean? I think that there are, there are ways to get around those things. But yeah, it's about like, um, how, how are you going to shape your life to minimize those? And the, the ones you've got to do, just eat the frog, get them out the road as quickly as you can. Um, but like I say, I'm, like the guys I'm working with, the, the, the principles that they're operating on is they want to have massive impact in the world. And for me, you can only do that if you are looking at your unique profile and doubling down on it at every available opportunity. Um, yeah. So yeah, maybe don't have kids is my mantra. <laughs> <laughs> well, for some of us, it's too late. Um, <laughs> so, I'm sure they'd be thrilled to hear that. Well, no, I mean, look, <laughs> to, I'm I'm very happy with them. I just, you know, there's there are parts of it. I was just choosing some activities that are a part of it, like that are not my favorite. There are parts that are yeah. my favorite, like hearing about course, their days and 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 those are the times when when I am in a version of flow with them but you know the the reality of the things that we like generally involve doing some like you said eating the frog now what i yeah, heard my... in there is um you, and when i initially said like what about the times when you aren't in flow or you can't you have to do the tasks that aren't and your first comment was uh uh why why do you have to do those tasks and i i feel like that is kind of your first question in breaking down what you call mindset blockers mm. um so this idea that there's something that I have to do or that discomfort is the is the right way as opposed to trying to find flow. So what are what are some of those mind, mindset blockers and how do we start to persevere through them to get to that world basically where we're constantly in flow? Do you know, it's this thing of authenticity, like really leaning into your own identity is massively uh, powerful and everything. See, this, this, this is like obviously, you know, this is the, the deeper level stuff around what's happening in your subconscious. You know, how did your parents influence your shaping of the world? Mm -hmm. What was your identity when you're in um, school? Who, who are the people that are around you now? What do you actually believe is possible? You know, it's, it's really leaning into your full authenticity. Um, and it's amazing. Like the entrepreneurial world is one of the worst for that, I find, where there is just a lot of fakery. And there's so much. It's not even a... Posturing. a yeah, man. Yeah. And it's, it's not even a fully, um, arrogant, you know, thing. It's, it's about your condition to believe 
that these are the things, this is what I'm supposed to be. You know, everything's supposed to be going really great. This is how I'm supposed to generate a lead magnet. I'm supposed to be doing this. I'm supposed to be doing that. I'm supposed to get to this stage. Like just leaning into your true authenticity. And for entrepreneurs, like connecting with your people and your um, customers at a human level. You know, stop talking about them as like, I don't know. Like for me, we, we don't tend to use word like target customer. There is a customer persona, but when you start to use terms like I am here to create this massive transformative impact mm. in the world, in my customer's life, like that shifts it from being this is my cash cow and here's how I'm going to extract as much money as possible out of them. I'm not saying every entrepreneur is like mercenary like that, but yeah, it's just, all of what? these kind of elements, all of this conditioning could cause us challenges. I think most of us are... are uh... I mean, I, 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 how do I put this? I think that the the old world of work, of the work-life balance, was uh, that sort of mercenary mindset, right? Where mm. where I go and I do the thing that is hard, but that that allows it pays well. It allows me to sure. keep a roof over my head, and and my kids are able to go to the dentist, kind of thing. Uh, <laughs> you know, and and I think I think that as as sort of. Uh, as the global economy has shifted and as manufacturing and certain kinds of jobs are disappearing from the Western world and, and, or, or disappearing to automation, like all these, these changes are happening to the economy. And I've said this before on this show, I think kind of all of us uh, owe it to ourselves to have an entrepreneurial mindset. We don't really have a choice in the matter um, that we are essentially, and that's why people are changing jobs so much more than they ever have in the past. And that's just sure. a different version of being entrepreneurial, entrepreneurial where your client is the company that's hiring you. Um, so I, I genuinely buy into the idea that, that we all need that entrepreneurial mindset. I guess my, mm. and I, I, I guess my point is I, I think, um, shifting, it's really hard to unpack that shifting sure. of the mercenary mindset where I'm going into this place to get money and then I'm going to go home and that's where my real life is. So uh, I guess the, the question becomes, again, I know, and I, I keep bringing this up, how do you do that while also eating the frog? You know, there's there's a lot of frog eating that, that has to get done in the world. I, I just, there just is. Uh, I'm, I'm just trying to think of like, how do I overcome that mercenary mindset with the difficult tasks that I, I'm not necessarily best at? Do you know, man, it's about, it's, it's hard, right? So I don't know that... <clears throat> I don't know the percentage of the world that feel they are here to like to do something, you know, to mm -hmm. have that impact. I try to surround myself with those people. I certainly only work with those types of people as clients because I can't get, I, I don't, I don't transform a mercenary into a massive impact person. Right. I just right. have to screen a mercenary out. You know, there, there is no magic ray gun. Yeah. What, what, what I would say about that is that, there is a huge swathe of the world's population in my eyes that just don't know like who they are yes. and what they've got to offer right. because of that conditioning. Because you go through school and it's like, here's the criteria for what is good. Here's the criteria for what is cool. Do you have the right jacket? Are you getting the right grades? Right. Right. And the, you know the guys who suffer the most throughout that process is the ones in the middle. Because the ones at the top everybody's looking at the ones at the bottom do get wraparound support whether it's effective or not is another question right but the guys in the middle it's almost like 
just you don't, you know, just keep going on. We'll, we'll give you some attention, but we're not really interested in your potential because we've got our own metrics about this many high performers or right, right, we help right. this many disadvantaged. You, you extrapolate that out through people's careers and then you've got people that will just shuffle off into some job and go, I don't really know who I am, you know, and I, I yeah. don't really know why I'm here. And they get on this autopilot. I hope, Gib, that, um, and here's the biggie, I hope that these global shifts almost force people oh, yes. to do that, do you yes. know? Yeah, and I think I think they are, and that's my point. Like, I, I think that what's happened is people are realizing there is no happiness to be found in being the drone. Um, I mean, you know, with or or the kind of happiness that a lot of people are looking for and are seeing online and are, are being inundated with. They're like, why is my life like that? And I think a lot of people are starting to become self-life shapers where they're deciding like, no, I, if I don't have to do this, why would I? Um, and, and because, oh, and also they're seeing their friends get fired from jobs that are the same as theirs. And those jobs slowly disappear. And they're like, if these companies don't care about me, why am I wasting my life working on these, on these projects that I don't care about? And, um, and I think that people are starting to really embrace that entrepreneurial mindset. And as a result, to your point, I think there is this big awakening of people trying to figure out their purpose. I just, there are still frogs that have to be eaten sometimes. Like, you know, toilets got to get clean. To- toilets have to get clean. And so, so like... You have too many frogs in your life. I, oh, I, I definitely, I have, I have three frogs and they need to be fed every day. But no, but like, like toilets got to get cleaned, right? And that's, yeah, so, and I, and I mean, here, here's my, here, I'm going to insert my own, solution to this but i feel and, sure. and and you tell me if i'm on the right track or not but like if i'm cleaning the toilet uh don't think of it as this terrible disgusting task think of it as i am ma- i am maintaining the property so that i can focus on x y or z i am doing this thing so that we have a clean and healthy environment in which to prosper as a family or prosper as a as a company um and and the money that i'm saving from doing this myself instead of hiring somebody else is money that can be used for taking a family trip to Disneyland or uh, hiring another person to be able to do programming on the back end of our software so- system or whatever. I mean, that's the mindset change that I would go through for, for a frog like that. But uh, I, like, I, I feel like there may be a rubric that you have for, for tools like that. So look, man, my mindset around that is I'm cleaning this toilet now because it's part of where I am on my journey. But at this point in the future, the only thing I'm going to be doing is being aligned with my flow. Look, look at the guys at the, at the top of a, a tree somewhere. Now, I, I, I think somebody like an Elon Musk or a Branson at that point mm-hmm. actually got to a point where they still have to do the things they don't like. I mean, Elon Musk getting interviewed, the guy does not look like he wants to be there, right? No, he doesn't, um, unless, unless he's on with Joe Rogan and they give him certain yeah. <laughs> substances that he then gets in trouble for. Yeah, yeah. So uh, it's just about like that, the balance of where that impact is. So if I can wake up every day, go and work with these entrepreneurs, coach them, develop the strategy, come home, somebody's been in to, to clean the toilet who is on their own journey mm-hmm. towards wherever it is that they want to get to. Or indeed, there are people, um, maybe clean the toilet's a bad one, but there are people like, you know, a, a checkout in a supermarket, right? I'm right. not going to denigrate that because there are people that, that I see that are in jobs like that, that that's where they want to be. Like they quite like just being there and beeping things through. It's the ones that are in that job that are saying hello to you because they have been, you know, legally mandated to say hello. Like they don't want to be there. They're not living up to their potential. So I guess like my mindset is, yeah, there are things I have to do now, 
but they are only a, um, a conduit for me going on to live in my life the way that I want to live it. And I, I'm just I'm just confident that each almost each day, you know, that that thing is being squeezed out that I'm living more of the life that I want to live. But you can only do that if you know what your superpowers are and you've aligned them to your strategic approach. And that, and whether that's for a company or for an individual who's designing their life, I, the, you know, the, the tools for that, I think are, are, are paramount. Um, I, 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 I have a, again, I'm, I, I, part of me is playing devil's advocate and part of me that's wants, me. part of me wants you to fix me. Um, so <laughs> like I have a sense of where I think my superpowers lie, but I also, but I also, there's, there's just stuff that again, I guess, I mean, the part of my journey thing is good. Um, that I, I can say like the stuff that I have to do myself that, that, that is frog eating for me. Um, I can just say that that's kind of where I am right now. And my goal is to get to a place where I'm hiring somebody else to do that or where X, Y, or Z is, is possible. Um, how do we, because I think one downside to that is that saying this is where I am now can breed a certain amount of complacency in where our life is. So how do we accept where we are now while maintaining the fight to change. Does that make sense? Yeah. Um, I think, well, the way that I would read that in terms of the, the people that I work with who are trying to have that massive impact, it's really hard not to live in the future for them. I don't know. Actually, I don't know if I'm going to answer your question here. I'll give you an answer. You answer you can... the question how you want to answer it, and then I will I will misinterpret it and make it work <laughs> for my question. <laughs> then you go, yeah, thanks, Joe. Thanks for not even listening to the question. <laughs> so the, the pro- problem that my guys have got is the, the, the constant dissatisfaction is such a double-edged sword. You know, that because they can see what that future is and they want to get there, they're never happy with the present. Right. And that that can really grate against your mind. You know, that you you firstly that you're not present, you know, that your your mind can be in the future a lot, and the frustration of not being there. So there's a big challenge for, for my people um around that, like finding that balance to go, yeah, this this is cool. The fact that I can see that thing doesn't mean that I am supposed to be there right now, you know, and I'm making this mistake and this is clumsy and I, you know, I did do this wrong and I can see the gap, but being able to be at peace with where you are, um, is such a, such a hard balance between that complacency of, okay, I don't need to push that hard and I'm pushing so hard all the time that I'm just never happy. Right. And I'm always on the edge of burnout. That, that's a, a really hard line. The only way that we can get around that is through the coaching and the reflection and making sure that they are giving themselves that space to recharge. But that that's a tough line, man. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and, and I, because I, I understand that you deal with a, a certain subset of, of individuals, but I, I, and we've mentioned this already, I genuinely believe that more and more people and, and that we can, that each of us, whether we are, whether we're trying to significantly change the world in a in um in a corporate way, so you know you you can mention like Richard Branson and and the mm-hmm. Elon Musk's of the world, and and yes, great, but I but I also think that there are um, I think that that mindset is one that is valuable for everybody to begin to engage in now, um, and I think we've established as a premise going uh, already that finding that mindset 
uh, for each and every one of us it is net benefit and is something that we kind of have to do now. So I guess my... Uh, go ahead, sorry. Sorry. Uh, look, I was just going to say, so when I talk about, you know, that mindset principle that it's everything that's going on in your cognition, you know, it's everything mm -hmm. that makes you you. Some of that's genetic, some of it's environment, some of it simply cannot be explained. Yeah. Um, just don't, we just don't have any you know scientific evidence to explain even consciousness right i mean that's what that's not scientifically explained really right sure your brain lights up right but nobody really can explain that but it never ceases to amaze me if you look at this at the macro level the diversity of people's skills and interests and, and passions and desires like this this is called um, cognitive diversity there's a great book by a guy matthew syed who kind of introduced me to that term everybody's kind of unique lens on the world everybody's unique strengths if people did align to those we would solve the world's problems like instantaneously mm. you know if the people who really had the minds that were working on the, the difficult problems could do that great if the people who could facilitate those people actually talking to each other which is a different set of people if they were operating in that space we would fix that problem the people who take care of other people if they could align to that and they were properly valued we would solve like Everything could be solved tomorrow. The right. problem for me is that misalignment. And everybody who is, everybody who's out there, and everybody who's listening, you have an unbelievably awesome ability, and it's not a platitude to say it. Everybody has that. It's just that question of uncovering it, and the world does not make it easy for you to do that. No. So, <laughs> no. I mean, I, th I think that's fundamentally where the disconnect is, right? Like that. Yeah. That. Um, that we all kind of have to. We have to find a fire. That, that gets us out of that complacency element while also, I mean, I guess for me, that that's the linchpin of this, of, of transitioning this from the people who have that fire automatically uh, and who mm. have who struggle to live in the moment anyway. And so um, acceptance is the hard part. Yep. Uh, so that, that I feel like that's a subset you spend a lot of time working with. But I want everybody, even if you're complacent in your life right now, to get to this mindset and to, and to start yep. to move, like you said, that sort of, utopian vision of the world in the future where everybody is living that version of their life that is ideal um and if you believe in the multiverse there's one out there we might as well make it this sure. one uh the the but this idea where we're, each of us is living our full potential and each of us is living in flow as constantly as possible mm. um i think we need to start moving towards that and so what i i think the linchpin right now for transitioning everybody into the kind of person that that you would work with is yeah. is unpacking that why am i complacent in my life right now versus uh versus using today to expand my vision for tomorrow and i think honestly i think journaling gratefulness journaling and vision journaling are a really big part of that for me like being sure. able to put my put my thoughts into words and then sure. turn those words into actions uh that step by step process for like i use uh, i use a bunch of different journals and planners and the one that i'm on right now is the full focus planner we've had michael hyatt on the show but that whole thing is about taking goals breaking them down into substats and breaking those down into habits um sure. and i think that 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 kind of thing something like that can really punch through and uh give you a different mindset uh, so that you can switch into the entrepreneurial mindset that that Joe's been talking about. Yeah, look, I think that is the the, the big the big problem that the big problem I don't know how to fix is people don't know what they're what they could 
truly add. Like people take their strengths massively for granted because it's right. such a natural thing. And again, it's a bit of a, you know, a bit of a platitude, but that is the reality. You know, the thing that you are, the you have, it's a paradox. The thing that you have the potential to be totally exceptional at, you don't even think it's a thing because right. it, it comes so naturally. You know, these right. strategic thinkers when I work with entrepreneurs and you've got the guys who could just so easily bring people together or energize a room or the strategist guys or the planet, like you just take it so much for granted that it's not even a thing. That's, that is a big challenge. So it's yeah. waking people up to that and then allowing them to, enabling them to, to find a channel for that to go into. Because not everybody should be an entrepreneur. What The world would be a disaster right, if, right. That, if that was the case. But you need the mindset. Those, those channels, yes. Yeah. But you need, this, you need to understand that you've got that value um, to add, and it's how you actually identify that on a mass scale. The reflection's massively important, uh, Gib, totally with you. I think video reflections are excellent. Um, if your guys out there have somebody that they trust they can work with, there's a book called Deep Listening. So it's quite a short kind of Amazon book, but it's just about this power of authentic conversation, the power of just having and just having somebody listen to you, like yeah. for you to talk and for there to be a pause. And it's cool for there to be a pause, like just connecting at that human level. So few people have that conversation and it allows you to just get things out of your head. I'm not talking about necessarily a coaching conversation because there's already a dynamic there, but just like a human to human, truly listening to each other, you know, deep, just read deep listening. If you want to understand how to make human connections and get things out of your mind, uh, deep listening is a, a fantastic uh, book. I will put a link to where to buy deep listening in the show notes. Our guest I today. I am not in commission for deep listening, by the way. No, I, I, <laughs> I mean, even if you were, you know, that's easy. <laughs> our, our guest today is Joe Trodden. If you would like to follow up with Joe, or if you are the kind of entrepreneur that is looking for the coaching to take you to the next level to get yourself into that state of flow, uh, mindsetexperts.co.uk, link to that where you can follow up with Joe as well as his LinkedIn where he puts all kinds of uh, different activity and, and video reflections that will help move you forward and help you get this mindset right. Uh, if people want to follow up with you, Joe, beyond those things, what, what, what can they do? How can they follow up with you? You know, just, just get uh, contact me through LinkedIn. So my principles as a coach, I am not a hard sale merchant. You know, I've seen the entrepreneurial uh, techniques and value stacks and, uh, you know, all, all sorts of mm -hmm. things like that. I am just talking to you as you're a human, I'm a human. If you've got this type of challenge and, you know, we are going to be a good fit, then let me help you, do you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, I've got to find the right clients and it's got to be the right journey for them. There's, to be honest with you, man, there is too much at stake for people to be misaligned, whether that's in their careers, their entrepreneurial journey, or even in a coaching relationship. So, yeah, just get in touch on LinkedIn. Let's have a chat. And we'll see if I'm the guy to help you. And there, you know, you talk about that feeling of being misaligned. I feel like so many of us live day to day with that dissonance in our lives, you know, mm. where and we just and, and that dissonance and we, we see the life that we want sometimes on uh, on television or on social media. And that just furthers the dissonance of us feeling misaligned, um, and which is one of the reasons why I think social media is a, uh, a big downside for our, a net downside for our society is that we see that and it, it it creates a depression but i think that's why so much depression shows up um is that feeling of dissonance and when you don't feel fully effective fully aligned i think you get that um personally i think that uh, yeah like just just a coin because i know we're, we're telling the time there 
for me, social media is pretty much on the cusp of everybody can now see behind the wizard's curtain. Mm-hmm. Like the, the exposure now is so great that it's actually quite hard to maintain that level of fakery. Mm-hmm. Um, the one thing that I would say to anyone who's listening who feels that dissonance is don't be um, overawed by talk of, hey, find your purpose and go and live your best life. Like, just make one change. Give yourself more permission to be curious about exploring something. Don't feel that you have to nail all of your colours to the mast. My life has pivoted as I've gone, and it's just sometimes those small actions that'll open you up to another perspective. <clears throat> so go, like, go to a class. Uh, go and hang out with you know somebody you wouldn't normally hang out with. Just do one small thing. Don't feel overawed by this you know this thing that you have to find your purpose tomorrow and everything's focused to that. You'll find it. You just need to be curious about going and looking for it. There you have it. If uh, one last thing, and I ask it to everybody, Joe, what is one thing that we can all start doing today that will make our lives a whole lot better? You know. I know we've talked a lot about superpowers, but you know what the the thing that we should do? I mentioned it before is like listen to each other. Mm. I I just can't emphasize how we are. We do not do that. So in our teams, um, in our relationships, you know, we're we're thinking when somebody's talking to us, we're thinking about what we're going to say next. Our staff member, we're thinking about how are we going to solve their problems? Like you don't, you don't need to do that. Just listen to each other and lean into your own authenticity as a human being because it's awesome there you have it finding the authentic self is is seems like to me like that's the 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 key to happiness joe tron thank you so much for your time today and uh hopefully we can have you you. back and talk and talk more about some of the the neuropsychology elements of this as well yeah cool (laughs) yeah yeah 100 it's been great great speaking with you thanks very much gib That's it for our show today. Thank you guys so much for listening. We really appreciate it. Link to where to follow up with Joe in the show notes. Uh, If you like this show, please rate, comment, and subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, wherever you get your podcast. It helps us out a lot. Also, if you want to follow up with us at John Tesh on Twitter, I am Gib Gerard at Gib Gerard on Twitter. Also, we spend most of our time on Facebook, facebook.com slash John Tesh. We go live there, post all kinds of stuff. John is also on Instagram at John Tesh underscore IFYL. I am Gib Gerard. You can find me at facebook.com slash Gib Gerard. Also on Instagram and Twitter at Gib Gerard. I try to respond to every DM, every mention about the show to try to make it uh, whatever you guys want it because we can't make this show without you. So without further ado, Thank you so much for listening. We'll be right back.